Welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano from Feliciano Financial Group. In this podcast, brothers and certified financial planner professionals, Jose and Jeff, explain that money is just a tool to achieve the things you want in life, a tool to make the decision to live life on purpose. They draw from years of experience to demonstrate that when your money aligns with your goals, you can live a purposeful life. Because when your vision is clear, your decision is easy. Hello and welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Gentlemen, how are you today? Fantastic. How about you? I'm doing great. Jeff, how are you? Hey, life is good. How are you? Oh, it is good. I know that you guys are busy. Um, you guys are living the life. Uh, work has just been just from crazy from what I hear, right? It's, it's good. You got to say, you, you know, know tru- truly blessed. Uh, there's a lot happening in the world, um, in people's lives, and uh, all I can say is definitely blessed. That's awesome. And I would say for me, and there's a lot of noise out there, that's for sure, and there's concerns that people have out there, but, but there's nothing more fun than to get people organized and and where they feel like they're in control and and we can do what we can do. And they can breathe, right? I mean, that's the thing is that so many of us feel like uh, there's just a lot of weight on our shoulders and, and being able to take something off of that, uh, some of that weight off of our shoulders, I think is what you guys do beautifully. Uh, and, and the thing we're going to be covering today is you guys are actually going to be talking about um, components of a planning process. So planning process components, if you will. This is kind of a checklist audience of, of things that the gentlemen do and offer uh, their clients and what I would say is, after looking through some of these notes and looking at some of these things that they're talking about, I don't know exactly what all of them are, and that's what the gentlemen are going to be explaining today. But if you're not receiving this service from your current advisor, it's time for a second opinion. And I'm just going to be very blunt with that. Uh, because during these times, when things aren't, you just don't know what's going on. You're not sure all the the, the war, the, all these different things that are happening right now with inflation and, and, and all that. We just don't know. And so it, it, you need an advisor that's going to take a deep look and really ask the questions and, and help you find out what's best for you. So I'm going to start going through this checklist, and the gentlemen are going to jump in and tell us what those things are, why they're important. All right, you guys ready? Absolutely. You bet. Okay, so the first thing on your list is reviewing your objectives and risk-reward attitudes. You guys have talked about this before, but why is this so important? These are the times when things get rocky, when things get uncertain, uh, that you have to not go back to basics, but you have to reanalyze where you are, what's going on in life, Mm -hmm. what's important. Uh, Because at the end of the day, we make all these decisions with money, and and these decisions impact all the other aspects of our lives, and most people do. They struggle. They've got uh, all these decisions that they have to make with their retirement plans and their investment accounts and their 401ks and taxes and insurance and uh, wills and trusts. So I think the the just the thought process of all right, let's get everything organized and how do we simplify it all so we can make sure that the choices that we do make with money that there's a clear path of how it impacts everything else so we can accomplish the things that are important to them. You know, so reviewing those objectives, those risk rewards, uh, how we feel about things, what we got coming up in the you know, next year or two, uh, what we got coming up the next three, four, five years, uh, what are our long-term goals and plans, and how do we feel about risk and volatility? Those are things that we have to take into consideration mm-hmm. in order to create a plan that fits and, you know, gives us the highest probability of achieving those things. Yeah, absolutely. And, and 
specifically thinking about risk reward attitudes, as, as you guys have put it, those things can change year to year, depending on what's happened during that year in, in your own life, or, or maybe you've lost a loved one, or maybe you've gained a loved one, right? I mean, that, that, having grandkids or whatever, that could definitely change how much you want to risk and how much reward you're looking for. I love the fact that you guys are asking these questions and, and helping your clients to review these on, on a yearly basis. Um, now, tell me about asset structure. What, what is? How do you review asset structure? Why is that important? A couple of things uh, I would say is um, we need to know what the cost basis is. There's going to be as times are down, can you take advantage of the tax planning mm-hmm. side? Uh, you really need to be aware of the cost basis and, and uh, of course, the growth and and what's what's expected going into the future if you're going to make a big purchase or so forth. And, you know, what? going back to just real quick what Jeff was talking about, the review of objectives, we got short-term goals, you got your medium-range goals, and you got your long-term goals. What's coming up in the next six months, uh, making sure that things are structured right and uh, where we're going to pull money from in the most efficient way. And then also asset protection. We're also uh, in a Sue Happy Society, so just making sure that you've got assets that are laid out and protected uh, from lawsuits also. Yeah, absolutely. And the next thing on your list is liabilities. And, and I something comes to mind for me, but what do you mean when you say liabilities, reviewing that? You got your debt obligations. And uh, for example, we just had a client come in and, and uh, wanted to, actually had a phone call and, and wanted to uh, uh, organize his life. And, and as we were talking about debt, um, he had an 18% credit card debt, uh, had some other debt that he had that was high interest rates. And I wanted to encourage him to not even think about investing and start just focusing on paying those debts down. And I think that if you can eliminate some of those debts, uh, you can't. You just can't find an investment out there that's going to guarantee you a 15% or 18% mm-hmm. return on your money when you have a credit card debt that's 18%. So having a game plan and really focusing on liabilities is very important. Yeah. And this next one seems pretty self-explanatory, but um, you have listed here income tax analysis. Yeah, so let me, let me take that one. Part of creating wealth is definitely reducing taxes and it's kind of that tax conversation or at least considering uh, is a thread that goes through really all of these Um, back uh, when when Jose was talking about asset structure um, you know you do have business interests that uh, do we need to create an S Corp an LLC how do we reconstruct income what does the structure need to look like in order to give us the uh, best tax benefits as we possibly can, as well as protected from creditors' lawsuits and things of that nature. That asset structure also, when you have money, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to put money somewhere. So we we think, all right, let's uh, we've got a good checking savings now. Let's invest in some mutual funds or index funds or ETFs or stocks or bonds or whatever. But we miss a very important step, and that it step is what structure should we create. Uh, should that go inside the 401k? Uh, should it go inside the IRAs? Uh, should certain things go inside the Roths? Uh, money that's sitting outside of retirement plans, are we using active mutual funds? Should we use index funds instead? So that tax analysis does kind of go back to what are we saving for? What are we trying to accomplish? Let's get the asset structure right first. We can either have money grow tax deferred or really just more efficient. If we have debts to take care of, let's uh, consider that as an alternative to saving and investing. And then just make sure that from a tax standpoint, we're looking at it, uh, not just today, 
but as we save it, can we deduct it? Can we get it to where it can grow tax deferred? Does it make sense to uh, use vehicles that allow that money to grow tax free or be able to pull out tax free? Uh, and just find the right balance in all of those things. It's good for not just now, but later on as well. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I, I, I see a common theme, but uh, cash flow management is, is your next thing. And that obviously that ties into all the previous things you've spoken about. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Jeff was just talking about income tax analysis and cash flow, especially when you're retired in the distribution phase, you know, what liquidation order is the most tax efficient way? Because Ideally, you want to keep everybody's taxes in the lowest tax bracket. Mm -hmm. And uh, also, there's other benefits, health insurance benefits uh, if you're under 65 and and, uh, uh, Social Security benefits and and how that's taxed. So the tax analysis, and that's why cash flow management is very important. I mean, we've got inflation to deal with now. And uh, when you calculate uh, inflation, are you still okay? And what rate of return do we need to have on money to to make sure that you're outpacing inflation. I think cash flow management is really one of the most important. What lifestyle do you want to live? And then where are you at? And if there's a shortfall, what do we need to do and pull from uh, to help you make smarter choices with money? Got it. Well, you've got two more here on the list. I'm going to combine these a little bit so you guys can talk about them. But investment review and insurance review. I I know that those kind of go hand in hand in a way um, for protection and also future. Um, How do you guys handle that? Uh, let me take the investment one. There's a, unfortunately, especially when markets are good, and if you look back over the last three, four, five years, we've had very, very favorable mm-hmm. market conditions. And when the high tide is, is there, uh, as long as you're in a boat, everyone looks good. Uh, but there's that saying that you don't know who's swimming without shorts until the tide goes away. <laughs> and I think... Uh, <laughs> And if you look at just where we are this first quarter of the year, I mean, we're ex- experiencing some extreme volatility uh, with inflation concerns, with Russia, Ukraine, uh, with um, uh, the feds and, and interest rate hikes and, and tighten up the economy really across the board. And I think when the market's down like it is 10 percent or so, you know, it creates a lot of concern um, and and usually people don't address it. They don't address it when things are good. Uh, They only address it when things get really bad. So if we can encourage people to do regular investment reviews, do take a look at what investments we have, uh, what they look like. uh, Are we taking too much risk? Are we not? Do they align with the goals and things that we're saving for? Uh, um, uh, are we taking too much risk uh, than we have to? Uh, but without some kind of a proactive investment review process, how do you know? And usually you don't know until you experience something that we're going in at the moment. And for most people, we find that uh, there's just not a systematic um, process. Uh, systematically, what are you doing to locate, monitor money managers? What are you doing to uh, analyze performance and return and risk and fees? And if you can just have a little bit more of a diligent process, do it uh, maybe once a year, twice a year, uh, just with more regular regularity, then I think um, uh, it, it definitely goes a long way and will help quite a bit. And I would say on the insurance review side, things that if you're over 65, 60 to 65 and above, I think you're concerned about outliving your money is number one. Number two, uh, long-term care issues. We don't even talk about it. I think that's the next health care crisis coming up. 
uh, health insurance if you're retired and retired 62 you've got a gap there uh, so how are we going to overcome that but in the insurance area we got life insurance issues you got your long-term care issues you have your disability if you're under 65 you're earning wages that are actually completing your goal you're you're feeding your 401k you're feeding your uh, family and you're feeding mm -hmm. your uh, 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 all the benefits that you have and if you're not here I always like to say that you're the impact machine and if you're not working it ain't happening so we need to make sure we we're properly insured on disability uh, and then of course the employee benefits every year you've got a list of uh, options that you have at your employer and uh, we just want to make sure that you're taking advantage of those options that are pennies on a dollar that that you just don't realize uh, a huge benefit that it will provide in case you ever need it Hey, let me let me jump in real quick on employee benefits. Uh, it's a great point Jose mentioned uh, from an employee side, but you know there's a lot of business owners out there that uh, we may have one or two employees, we may have a hundred employees. So that benefits review, I mean, at the end of the day, we're only as good as the people that we have. And taking a look and seeing, all right, what am I offering employees? Mm -hmm. What is my plan to recruit and retain? good key quality people to try and reduce turnover and and align values and goals to you know we all help each other grow and is there anything i could do a little different there's a lot of companies that it doesn't matter if you're five employees or 100 employees uh, there's there's a lot of key key people the three four five people that uh, really make the biggest impact mm -hmm. in that company uh, so it's okay to think outside the box and say all right, hey, here's what I'm doing for everyone at large, for their health and welfare and their future. But all right, what do I need to do differently to address these one or two or three people to make sure that, man, we're aligned uh, for the future? Because those are the ones that, that make the biggest impact. Uh, so you got to look at it from both sides. Yeah. Now, you guys both ticked off uh, or checked off two of the ones on my list, which were employee benefits, which you just wrapped up. Um, and you also, Jose, you touched on disability income. Is there anything else that we need to know about disability income when it comes to uh, you no, know, planning I, process? I just, just quick add that disability income, it's it's being offered through these employers, and, and a lot of people don't take advantage of that, and I mm -hmm. really encourage that. Um, I think it's just it's really important. All right, the next thing on your list, guys, is estate distribution. And, and I know that you guys have talked about estate planning before, but what is estate distribution? You know, we see it quite a bit. People that, that work hard, disciplined, save money, created to really think through, all right, if something were to happen to me, uh, what would I want to have happen to my assets, my retirement plans, my business, uh, uh, my real estate uh, to make sure that I right, uh, should I consider uh, using a will or a trust uh, how do I avoid as much probate as possible how do I keep everything private um, and really think through especially with bigger wealth uh, do I really want to give Johnny and Susie uh, half a million dollars a piece or a million dollars a piece uh, should I think through maybe some structure to or maybe it's spread out over a little bit of time how do I protect it from Creditors, lawsuits, divorces. What if something happens to their spouse? How do I make sure it stays in the bloodline and goes to my grandkids? Uh, but there's a lot of considerations in that, not just protecting assets or avoiding probate and the time and expense and keeping everything private. But there's a lot of ways that you can think through and from a tax efficiency standpoint and uh, create a little bit more of a tax efficient distribution of assets through certain trusts or certain types of property and uh, things of that nature. 
All right. And I don't know if you've ever spoken about this, but the next thing on your list is capital needs and survivor income analysis. How's that? We talked about disability. Of course, it's producing the income. But what if you do pass away? If somebody says, I I believe in health insurance, that means you have a possibility of going to the hospital and having cancer or whatever the case may be. That means you have a possibility of being out of work for six months. And that means you have a possibility of passing away. What happens if the people that you care about, you want to make sure they're taken care of. So that means different things to different people. We answer three questions in that area is number one, should you, what kind of insurance should you have? Number two, should you even have any insurance? And number three, what's the right kind for you? So I think these survivor income analysis is, you know, since you're gone and your income is gone, what is the amount that your heirs need to have, your spouse or, or the people that you care about, and knowing that you're properly insured because you have a great plan that when you uh, go working towards living long, but what if you come up short, uh, you want things taken care of and have it self-completing whether you're here or not. Got it. All right. Now, this next one is, is pretty, I don't know almost self-explanatory, but you also uh, suggest retirement income. As to what Jose alluded to earlier, you know, it's kind of just thinking through, all right, if I were to fast forward 15, 20 years from now or five years from now, depending on what our age and retirement plans look like, is, you know, just making sure that we're thinking through, all right, how much income do we need, not just to pay all the bills and be comfortable, but to travel or enjoy life or do the things that we want to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can we can think through, based on our current lifestyle, to a certain degree, what that looks like. And if kids are grown up, if, if mortgage is paid off, some of those day-to-day expenses can come down uh, but really just uh, thinking it through trying to project it out and run in worst case scenarios uh, what if inflation stays at 10 percent for the next couple of years and then it drops down to you know six percent before it gets back to historical norms of two to three percent what if we are the markets drop 10 percent this year 10 percent next year uh, what if we don't get the historical 10, 12% returns in the stock market and 4, 5, 6% returns in the bond market? What if we run our analysis and only make 4, 5, or 6%? But I think, you know, thinking that through what we need, both from future expenses, income needs, and then making sure we plan for the buffers of hyperinflation, low returns, low interest rates. Um, and still feeling comfortable uh, enough to uh, project that out uh, before we make the decision of retirement and just thinking it all through. Mm-hmm. And I, I would just add one thing to that is there are people that are charitably inclined and may, they may not have any kids and, and they want to maximize income. And that's where you can get into things that you can donate to charity and get a tax write off. So you can increase income uh, through those sources, depending on what you care about. Yeah. Now, you guys have a ton of tools and resources on your website, including all the podcasts that you've already done, um, which is great educational information. But the next thing on your list is a financial organizer file. Explain that to me. Yeah, I think both of these, uh, financial organizer file, income tax organizer file, uh, I think the theme we try to carry uh, internally is, is going back to you know all the decisions that we make with money. Uh, just making sure that we get everything organized and we get everything simplified. You know, the more you can pinpoint uh, data, uh, the better decisions you can make in just about anything. We have a uh, wealth management portal uh, to where we can upload uh, accounts and debt and 
um, uh, automation and feeds and aggregation, whether we hold the assets, whether you have a 401k at Fidelity or Vanguard or with an inventory of property and insurance. And so that way we, instead of having to look into five, ten different places the, to be able to log into one spot. Uh, so I can look at my accounts, my wife's accounts, my kids' accounts, real estate holdings, business interest, insurance, uh, just nice and organized in one spot. So that way it's easily available. I can look and see exactly where I am in relation to my goals and just make sure that everything is working together. Uh, and that's both financially, that's taxes, that's uh, kind of all these things. I think that's kind of the point in all that. All right. Um, now, I'm really interested in this next one, um, and we're, we've only got a couple left here, but you've got Master Implementation Checklist. What is that? Go ahead, Jeff. You want to take that one? Yeah. Just take yeah. At the end of the day, there's, there's uh, the tricky part in all the financial planning is there's always a lot of things that needs to be done. There's a lot of things that needs to be addressed, uh, but to, to kind of have everything organized in one spot uh, with an agenda and kind of a list and a checklist of things to work through and at least inquire about or take a look at uh, to make sure everything ties together just helps keep things on track. Uh, so that's that's kind of what that is. And you kind of go through it, you know, not just in the beginning when you create a plan, uh, but, you know, periodically when you maybe it's once a year for some people, maybe it's twice a year for some people. But having a good master checklist to keep you on track, to make sure you don't drop the ball and, and miss something uh, and to hold yourself and whoever you work with accountable on that, what needs to be done by when and who's going to do it uh, so that way you're able to button up uh, all these planning issues that are critically important not just for you but for you your family your business people that you care about people that rely on you yeah absolutely now and and this last one uh, i think jose you're going to take this one but um, i know that you guys do this really for relationship building and making sure that you're you're staying in contact and, and having that time with your clients, but it's periodic review sessions. Here's the thing is that things change. I mean, marital statuses, uh, uh, situations with family members. Some, some people adopt a child or a mm-hmm. newly born grandchild. Uh, health changes, uh, family's health changes. Uh, maybe you have a loss of a family member. Uh, attitudes change over time and so these periodic reviews like we just can't emphasize that you're going to have changes i mean it's in in life and you have a great plan but you got to keep altering it as you go and and uh, your core values usually stay the same but but family situations just happen i think the periodic reviews and and uh, just evaluating how the progress is with your investments and and updating your insurance and updating your wills and trust Mm -hmm. and and uh, doing those uh, little things to keep you on track that's that's just important yeah absolutely well before we wrap up today like i said at the very beginning this is a great checklist and this is something that um every person who's working with an advisor they should know about this stuff and and again if you are working with somebody and you don't know about these things uh reach out to jeff and jose and his team um, they'll, they'll talk to you about why it's important and uh, what they can do for you so guys one of you give some contact information would you Yes, if they can contact us, 903-533-8585, or look us up at FelicianoFinancial.com. And uh, 
somebody will get back with you and schedule an appointment. And we'll get together and talk for about 15, 30 minutes, and then we, we'll know if we can help. Perfect. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for your time today. Um, always a pleasure. You bet. Enjoyed it. All right. And our last thank you, of course, goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Live Life on Purpose podcast with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when the guys come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And, and again, this is a great one to share. So everybody's on the same page. What should be, what should we expect when we're going to work with an advisor? What are they going to take care of? What do we need to take care of? Have them listen to this and then start that discussion. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Feliciano Financial, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live life on purpose. Thank you for listening to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Feliciano Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities offered through Lion Street Financial, LLC, LSF, member FINRA SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Lion Street Advisors, LLC. Investing involves risk and possible loss. FFG, LSF, and LSA do not provide legal or tax advice. Consult with your tax advisor and attorney as well.